This is the Other Friends Podcast, an interview podcast about writers talking about the things we normally wouldn't discuss in panels or in traditional interviews. So far, we have had Fuad Lawal on the show, we've had Farida Abdul Karim, we've had Toye Sokumbi, we've had Esther Edoho and TJ Benz. Our guest for this episode of the show is Namdi Ohirim. He's a fiction writer and essayist based in Lagos and Madrid who writes on social issues. His work has previously been featured on Afriada, the Kalahari Review, the Republic Journal, and Brittle Paper, as well as Catapult. We talk about collaboration, we talk about the future of literature in Africa, and we talk about how bigger writers can use their privilege and their access to break new ground for younger writers. I hope you enjoy our talk. What is your favorite piece of short literature? Okay, so I would say currently my favorite short story is Hellscreen by Ryonoke Akogosa, he's a Japanese guy, right? And he's dead, and dead guys write the best shit, so... And, and I particularly like it because it speaks to how um, artists in general sacrifice themselves or parts of themselves for the sake of the art. So it was shared with me and without giving away the entire plot, right? It's about this guy who's the greatest painter in the whole land and this is like ancient Japan and so he's commissioned by the emperor, right? To depict the painting of hell. And this guy who's the greatest painter in the land is the greatest because he has this thing where he likes to model out everything before he represents it on canvas. To represent hell, he, like, you know, the same way, like, in the Bible, like, how, or in, like, ancient mythology, how we have, like, seven stages of hell, so you have something similar in, like, the Japanese mythology, right? So he's representing all these things, and there's a scene where, like, an evil bird is meant to be attacking somebody so he like sets up one of his apprentices to be attacked by a wild bird and like as the guy is near death like he's just there like painting it and shit like he does really really gruesome stuff and he has this single daughter right who is like the love of his life and the emperor takes in the daughter as a lady in waiting to his own to the, to the princess right and it is hinted that the emperor takes a liking to the girl and no one ever challenges the emperor because the emperor accepted this artist who is always like looking for any excuse to get the daughter away from the emperor but the emperor never agrees and it's also hinted that the emperor tries to like put himself onto the girl and she manages to escape right so for the final like scene like the centerpiece of the entire hell screen that he was painting it was meant to be um someone putting in a chariot so he goes to the emperor like, fam, you know how I roll. We need to burn someone in a fucking chariot, right? And the emperor gives him his daughter to burn. And he painted so, and that's pretty much like how I feel a lot of artists are, right? Especially those who tell very personal stories. Like for example, um, remember the story that was on Granta? Africa has no space for years, right? And the guy wrote the very like honest but out story. And he was attacked and hounded and had to leave the country. I mean, that was him, like, sacrificing a lot for the sake of his art, right? And people would be like, ah, he's doing it for glory and fame, but not really. He's doing it for the sake of his art and for the sake of whatever cause. It is, and sometimes, it's not even that grand. Sometimes it's just a girl, like, uh, a woman, like, writing a story that's very personal to her and she bears her scars, that kind of thing. 
it might not be a public cost, but sometimes they're personal cost, right? So I think that just pretty, it's been on my mind lately, right, for the last few months about like how we bear ourselves. And I've just been like looking at different reactions to how people react to that kind of thing, right? And um, the best um, analysis I've seen of it was Oscar Wilde when he wrote the picture of Dorian Gray, which also had a lot of personal elements, his own like homosexual explorations. And like when the book was received, how he was exiled by the church, he had to flee to France. And he pretty much said um, that there isn't anything like um, immoral art or moral art or like something is too like this cost or this price is too high right as long as the artist deems it fit to put it on canvas then it's valid that the only thing we can now say is, is it good art or is it bad art that every other thing is subject to like nothing is too sacred to be used as like an ingredient or or paint or whatever so that's it um, so so just like segue off this a little um a lot of people will discover you first by your novel instead mm, yes. of short fiction and on some level especially in Nigeria having like a novel is very restrictive access to what you've written is a lot harder um, it can't be shared on the internet legally <laughs> yeah. and so it's like how do you reconcile that that this is the project I've made I, I put a lot of blood and sweat into it it's very contemporary it's about Nigeria and one of the main themes that it pushes is is not really giving a fuck about what other yeah. people want to project onto you. Mm-hmm. So how do you now reconcile that with the fact that because this is the medium that people get to know of you through, they actually don't get to actually access the work. They just know of the work or they hear of the work from someone else. And it's like, okay, you know me, but you don't really know what I do. Like, I do, yeah. So how do you reconcile that? Personally, like, I had a conversation with Opera DJ a while ago, like, we're having this debate at Unilag, where, and the conversation evolved into, like, because um, it, it was at the law department, right? Copyright, piracy, blah, blah, blah. And I said, firstly, before me, right, I'm a reader. And when I was reading, like, early stages, I read, like, pirated stuff as well. Now, not, not out of spite, but just because I couldn't afford Tedrico's 5K book or somebody's 7K book. So, like guys would um guys would download free like whatever and i'll read that shit right so i wouldn't spite anybody who like read my like if people access it by any means necessary i appreciate the fact they want to engage my work now like i want my publishers to get their comments all well and good because they've invested stuff into it right but i feel like it, i would appreciate that anybody engaging it on any terms like in any format that's for me i can't speak to other writers in terms of um, accessing the other work, it's hard. Like, it's hard. I don't think there's any single way to reconcile it, right? It's very, very, it's very, very hard. Okay, so, apart from that, you're very vocal about, like... Football. <laughs> Among <laughs> But you're also very vocal about younger people getting opportunities to share their work. You can't stay a private like publishing and getting other people to get out can't yeah. remain a private thing like it needs to like we need to treat it like a resource like, yeah especially here where it feels like the work to even get people to get into books is like gigantic because mm-hmm. i feel like if you even have access to books you're super privileged in the first place doesn't it worry you that we used to have other like media how we shared stories like through like um we used to like tell stories like moonlight we had like visual storytelling with yeah, and all of that seems to have influence 
especially short fiction while all of that is gone now and there are no like platforms or avenues where young people can just engage work in those quote-unquote free media had if you could offer advice or you could suggest something to i don't know whoever's listening how would you solve that problem or how would you recommend they solve that i would say like so in terms of like sharing resource i feel like that's the word right sharing i feel every people should share stories and formats more people should share platforms more like whatever you have like whatever you have developed like whatever has worked for you whatever you have benefited from put people on right put put people on like we have to find new like means of collaboration i mean this is a means of collaboration right because just by means of like us doing this podcast like we're exchanging ideas but we're also like engage exchanging like fan bases right like folks who know you but never ever engaged my work just by you sharing this platform with, with me is you like providing a space for me and vice versa so things are evolving yes so like tales by moonlight type thing are necessarily as prevalent especially in the public space right but like even in private spaces we still have we still have these things i mean like every time my granddad is in, in his mid 90s and every time i go to his place like he tells me stories and i've heard the stories like over and over and over again every time like he tells the same story over and over again like i learned something new like it's not even just like the facts right but just a different layer to the story and for me like that feeds into that feeds into my process right like and but it's a form of like learning stories right and i learn to like ask questions and i question him and that even like develops how i like look at things and question things so like engage as many people engage as many things i look to collaborate as much i feel like there are different ways i, f- I feel firstly we don't collaborate enough and there are different ways to collaborate in terms of collaborating enough right i mean prior to getting published and prior to catapult every other thing was some sort of collaboration right it was when i published stories on afrida it was nancy's platform that she started off her phone and laptop just her like that kind of thing and we came together and like did nice stories same thing like what i did at an africa or what i've been doing on at an africa with opera and for right i mean none of them are establishments right we are all people just like um putting our platforms together that kind of thing so whatever you have and like another big lesson i learned especially like in the publishing process even like within the establishment everything is still like very very shared and everything is still like collaboration right like there'll be magazines i'll be pitching to and like nothing will happen i would say oh yes i have this essay and i saw him my publishing house would be like oh yes i'll give you this person email address she works there like we are homeboys that kind of thing like everybody was sharing right and yes there's a there's a part of it that is still like merit-based because you have to be good enough you also have to like give other people the access you have and give other people the platforms you have so for example like if i publish the book with counterpoint right there's like the only reason why any other nigerian writer i know is not publishing with counterpoint is because counterpoint said no but they should have the access I have, right? That kind of thing. And every other platform I've gotten into, they should have that type of access I have. And like, I pl- I look to plug as many people as possible because I feel like that's the only way like we can hack it, right? Okay, so final question. Um, how has the short literature form affected you as a person and as a writer? The only reason I'm a writer is because of the short story. So, 
yes I used to do like um, essays in school blah 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 but the first the first time I was like okay this is dope is um, school library I came across Edgar Allan Poe right I've spoken about this before right yeah and I came across a, a, a wide range of guys right but in the library there was just like this little, there were these little collections of short stories and there were these big ass compendiums right of where you see like hundred and something like American writers and the dope part of it was I mean when Edgar Allan Poe they say like invented the contemporary short story like he was like he wants something you can read and digest in one sitting and it was that like you have one 30 minute period you read two stories bam bam you are done like you are done with your daily dose that kind of thing so even when I began writing right I wanted something I could sit down and write in a day I don't want to like start writing and come back the next day blah 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 so you produce this in a day and it's done and like I'll give my friends and like they'll read it and by the next day like I'm taking it to write a second story. So that's pretty much how like I garnered interest and even started pursuing like literature, right? Through short stories. So I'm still very faithful to short stories. And I feel the short story is a totally different form and back to what you were saying about people reading my novel and not being able to access my short stories it really bothers me because i feel my novels are very very different from my short stories like my short stories are very very let's make magic right my my novel i would say and even like the novel i plan on working on going forward is very very like agenda driven and sometimes i know i sacrifice good storytelling for the sake of agenda and i sacrifice an easier smoother read for the sake of an agenda so it's not the same like i feel like look here i feel like i'm scamming guys because guys be like you this short story is dope i'm thinking for more of the same <laughs> and it's a different cup of tea i've been served right so and that was namde Hiran, the author of prince of monkeys and co-convener of the apes collective you can get mino's debut novel prince of monkeys from Wida books on instagram on twitter you can also follow namdi on his twitter account which is at mino m-i-n-o ehirim if you like the episode please give it a thumbs up wherever you're listening from and tell someone about it and you know maybe listen to it with someone else until next time this is edwin okolo signing out for the other friends podcast be good <laughs>